Hey guys, Darren Bentley here. And before we get started, I wanted to make a special announcement. We have officially opened registration for the Private Money Conference, which is a three-day live event where you will learn directly from Jay and his team how to raise thousands of dollars in private money to fund all of your real estate deals. Now, in today's changing market, more and more people are losing out to other investors because most of those investors have the cash to fund these deals. Did you know that you are missing out on 87% of the real estate deals out there because you don't have access to private money? Sadly, most real estate investors don't even know this is the reason why they continue to lose deal after deal. And with everything that's happening in the market today, you absolutely need every advantage available to you. And having access to unlimited amounts of private money is your big advantage. So to register for this live event, head over to jconnor.com forward slash event. Again, that is jconnor.com, J-A-Y-C-O-N-N-E-R.com forward slash event, where you will be able to lock in your seat for this live in-person three-day event, which takes place June 12th, 13th, and the 14th in beautiful North Carolina. But you got to be fast because there are a limited number of seats, and when they are gone, they're gone. So again, to take advantage of this incredible event and to learn how to raise all the private money you'll ever need directly from Jay Connor and his team, head over to jayconnor.com forward slash event. Again, that is jayconnor.com, J-A-Y-C-O-N-N-E-R.com forward slash event. Now let's get into today's episode. All right, so I got a big question for you, Mike, and this question I know our audience wants to hear and needs to know your answers. So here's, let me set it up. So let's talk about private lenders or individuals that passively invest or loan their money out to real estate investors or invest into a fund. So, you know, my my audience knows me as the private money guy. So we use a lot of mom and pop money. So, so you got that one model to where an individual or individuals will loan their money on one piece of real estate. And then we have your fund to where people are actually investing into a fund. Let's assume, now I know my audience is very savvy and smart. Let's assume some of the audience, though, doesn't know any difference between how does that work on investing in just a particular property or loaning money, if you will, on a particular property versus investing in a fund like Tempo Fund. Walk us through what's the difference and what's the advantages, say, of investing in your fund. Sure, Jason. Great question. I appreciate it very much. So let me answer the question, just to go back to the basics. So you could loan money on a property where you could buy a property. You could be an owner on a property or a lender on a property. Or you could invest in a fund. Our fund, both, we actually loan the money on properties. So we do these loans. We also own properties. So the, the major difference between a single investment and a fund is that when you make a single investment, you have one asset. So if you make a loan, you have one collateral. You record a mortgage or a deed of trust, a single property, and that is your collateral. If the borrower doesn't pay, you could foreclose on a property and then sell it to recover your money. 
You put your money in the fund, there is no direct collateral. So it's a little bit of a scary thing. So when you, when, when you put the money in the fund, you don't have any direct collateral. You don't know where is your money going. But what's happening with the fund is all that money is pooled with many other investors. And the fund collectively owns all these mortgages or all these investments. So you, you're secured by real estate, except for you don't own investments directly. So think of it this way. One property, one investor, that's direct. You have many investors in a fund, and then you have many investments from the fund into many assets. It's a many-to-many -many relationship. Fund acts as a diversification vehicle. So one of the main benefits of a fund is diversification. You spread the risk among many projects. Imagine you put the money on one loan, 100,000 bucks, and that loan go, goes bad. And you start pulling your hair out. You got to foreclose. You got to deal with all the problems. And the borrower is not responding. And the lawyer is costing you money. It's aggravation. On the other hand, you put the money in the fund and you're completely passive. So another benefit, you don't have to deal with real estate problems directly. It's diversification. It's a passive investment. The fund also could have other benefits that are in straight investment produces. For example, if you get depreciation, if you own a property, you would get depreciation as a pass-through on a fund level. If you get income on individual property, the same way the fund passes through income. So it's a, it's a much more elegant vehicle. There's other interesting differences. So for example, if you are trying to make an investment, you need the right amount of money, whatever it is, if it's a loan or an acquisition, you need the right amount of money, not more, not less. It's what's needed for that project. When you put the money in the fund, you could put certain amount, and it's flexible. You can add more. You can take some money back out and, and keep reinvesting distributions. You have a lot of flexibility from that perspective. Does it make sense? Yes. Excellent. Excellent answer. That really gives a nice overview as to the differences between doing one, you know, uh, and loaning money on one property versus the diversification. So that's, that's excellent. Now, let me ask you this question, Mike. Now, I know, <laughs> I know this is sort of going to be like asking a fisherman if his fish are fresh. So I, I, <laughs> I, I get that. But, but I'm, I'm going to ask anyway, because a lot of my audience is really not familiar with, you know, funds like you have. So I got, I got a two-part question. The first part is, if someone has never invested in a fund like yours, then what types of questions should they ask the fund manager or the representative of that fund to, in order to be educated as to, is this a fund that I should really consider investing in? So what's the criteria of what makes a fund really a stable fund to invest in if they've never invested before? The second part of the question is, when someone invests, are they able to get returns on a regular basis, a monthly, quarterly, semi-annual, annual, or do they have to wait a certain period of time, or how often can they you know, get, get, make income off of their investment? Jay, these are great questions. I'm, I'm laughing because these questions are answered in the book, and, and he, this is the book. It's, it's available on Amazon.com, and I'll make it, this as a gift to folks who are current investors. If, if they'd love to read a physical copy, or if they email me, I could get them an electronic copy. So some of the, you ask one of the questions, and then one of the questions you ask is, does the fund pay distributions and how often? That's a very important question. 
because some funds uh, have a long-term strategy. They go acquire assets for a long time, and then they don't have any distributions until these assets go through their life cycle. Whatever the life cycle is, sometimes it's an acquisition of land, construction of new building, or, or sometimes it's just taking apartments and improving them and then selling them. So depending on the fund, so one of the key questions to ask is what is the fund strategy? What does the fund do? What is it investing? Uh, understand, invest in what you understand. So if the fund is investing into some very speculative ground up construction projects, and most of what the fund does is that, that's a high risk investment. And you will have no cash flow until these buildings are built. And then there are funds like ours. We are income and growth fund. We generate good amount of income on quarterly distributions, but we also have strategy to generate growth through the value add on these projects. So these are some of the questions. Obviously, ask the question about the experience of the manager. How long have they been doing it? What's been their track record? How robust is the team? What type of assets they invest in? In addition, you, you obviously can ask what's the minimum investment? Are there different type of shares of the fund? Is there a preferred return in the fund? A lot of them are in the book. I don't want to take a whole hour talking about these questions, but that's why I wrote this book, is to help folks understand. And then you started the whole discussion with folks not investing in the past. Well, I would say, have you ever invested on a Wall Street into anything? Have you invested into any real estate through the Wall Street vehicles? I'm not advocating Wall Street. I believe we have much better approach and much more, a much more elegant vehicle than the Wall Street. But the Wall Street does have real estate investment trusts. They're called REITs. And it's publicly traded security. You could buy, and it, it's an office REIT or a multifamily REIT. And then they mimic, they have a broad portfolio of office properties or multifamily properties. I'm not saying those are good or bad investments. I'm just saying it's, it's a fund. They function as a fund. We also function as a fund, except for we're not publicly traded. We're privately traded. And there are advantages and disadvantages uh, from that perspective. For example, it's one of the questions to ask, how long are the money locked in? When you put your money in, when can you take it out? We have a two-year lock-in because it's a private fund. And we, we keep the money for two years. We don't want investors who want to put the money for three months and get out. It doesn't work with it for us because we make long-term investments and some short-term. Read works differently. You buy a stock. The next day, you want to get out. You sell the stock. That's it. There's a big difference between liquidity. Well, one of the key questions of the fund manager to ask is, what is their liquidity? So what assets do they have in the fund? Do they have easy liquidity? So th these questions help investors kind of understand, is that the fund right for them or not? But they should probably just get a little bit of education and understand what are the publicly traded funds. And they, they have plenty of weaknesses too. One of the primary weaknesses of these big funds, they're humongous. And their portfolio is already fully appreciated, and they have a very difficult time executing on value-add projects. They can't really value-add. They, 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 they're there to generate the income, and that's about it. We can generate stronger level of income, again, the, you know, the market conditions and so on. I, I don't know what the future holds. But in general, our target is to generate better than the Wall Street distributions plus appreciation well above the Wall Street. That, that's, that's, our, that's our vision. Excellent. Excellent. All right. So my next question, Mike, and um, I can't believe how fast the time is going by. We're getting near to the end of the show, but I got a very broad question for you. So apologize for hitting you from the side here, but a very broad question. And that is, if you had to boil it all down, 
what's the absolute best investment advice you got? That's a great question. I would say just do it. That's the best advice. Don't worry about perfection. There's a theory, ready, aim, fire. I follow the, the, the theory, ready, fire, aim. Not to make the investments just as a knee-jerk reaction. We do plenty of due diligence. But you have to make investments and you have to learn as you do it. So whatever, whatever your, your philosophy is, don't worry too much about making a perfect investment. Find a good deal. Make sure you understand it's a good deal. And if it's a good deal, do it. Learn along the way. And then do the next one. And do the next one. You're building experience. You're building relationships. You're building track record. So that's my advice is, is be action-oriented rather than perfection-oriented. Yeah. I didn't know what your answer was going to be, but I shouldn't be surprised because what I've discovered and observed over the past 15 years that I've been a real estate investor myself, and I'm, I'm a private lender and an investor as well. But what I've discovered is whether you're a real estate investor or you're a lender or you're investing in a fund, the one attribute that sets apart those that are successful in making money and those that aren't is actually pulling the trigger. And actually, as you said, taking action. As you said, that doesn't mean don't do your research. That doesn't mean don't get educated. That doesn't mean you know, don't make a calculated decision. But what it does mean is what's going to set everybody apart from actually getting the, you can't make a return on investment until you invest. Right. That's right. <laughs> and there's a, there's a great question that I ask folks and, and that will, that will summarize the essence of all this. Are you learning to invest or are you investing to learn? You need to do both. Right, you basically, as you make investments, you're learning, and as you are learning, you're making investments, and that's the that's the crux of it. Nothing is perfect. If you if you if you're gonna look for perfection, you're gonna sit in your hands for a long, long time. That's the bottom line. So, I agree with you, Mike. And you, like other successful business entrepreneurs, you can pretty much judge somebody by who they hang around. You can also judge somebody by the kind of books they read. What book have you read recently or any time that you'd really recommend to, to our audience? Recently, I read this book called Extreme Ownership. I like the book very much. It's written by a couple of Navy SEALs with experience from combat zones and really, really tough situations. And it's all about extreme ownership. It's, about, it, it's, a, it's a path to great leadership. It's a book for leaders that helps leaders do the right thing treat their teams well, motivate their teams to do their best through various techniques of leadership. So that's the book, Extreme Ownership. Excellent. Excellent. All right, Mike. Well, let me ask you this. I know we a lot of our audience is going to want to continue the conversation. They're going to want to be in contact with you. I know they, they want to get a copy of your book. So let everybody know, and we'll put it in the show notes We'll also put it up here for those that are watching uh, on the video. How can people contact you and, and how can they get a copy of the book? Sure. So one of the ways to find me is the bigmikefund.com. It's the podcast page, but that's our primary business. It'll URL forward to the, uh, 
to the page. Folks can find me by emailing me, mike at tempofunding.com. Tempo from the word temporary, tempofunding.com. I will email them an electronic copy. That doesn't cost me any money. I'm happy to send a physical copy. If you're an accredited investor and you're interested in the fund, I'm happy to share the book. I don't necessarily need your money, but we charge it's on Amazon and it's it's $7.95 on Amazon plus shipping. So <laughs> I, I I print this book, so or Amazon prints them. I don't even know how they get printed, but there is a physical cost. <laughs> So I'm happy to share it. If you're an accredited investor, we'll get you the book. If you're not, not accredited, just uh, email me. I'll send you an e-copy. All right. That's excellent. Okay, everybody, to connect with Mike Zlotnick, you can go to his website, www.bigmikefund.com. And you can also email him at, what's that email address? One more time, Mike. Mike at tempofunding.com from the so word temporary, tempofunding.com. Excellent. Be sure and subscribe to his podcast. He's got an excellent podcast and he has excellent guests on his podcast. Including too, I you. Must say. Including you. And I appreciate Jay. <laughs> you can check out Mike's podcast. Uh, find him on iTunes at uh, Big Mike fund is the name of his podcast. And again, take advantage of his book, How to Choose a Smart Real Estate Investment Fund. Mike, thank you so much for taking the time to join us and your final parting comments. It's a privilege to serve you. All right. Thank you so much, Mike. I look forward to seeing you at our upcoming uh, mastermind group. And everybody, thank you so much for joining in here on the show. I'm Jay Connor, the Private Money Authority. And here's to taking your real estate investing business to the next level. Bye-bye.